The New Day say farewell, Braun Strowman takes on Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan returns in this week's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. So, wow, WWE really shut my mouth today uh, after weeks of, I don't know, this was all right, this one's all right, and then last week, oh, it's the draft, so this one's good. They finally just looked at me like, nah, we're gonna do a good one tonight, because this was a very good episode. Now, it was the season premiere, so everyone was on their toes, everyone wanted to do really good stuff, and it started off with Triple H and Stephanie McMahon basically saying, Here's all our people. Here's who's coming out. And, of course, then they announced the thing that popped me the most, Daniel Bryan returning tonight, which made me super excited. Uh, Triple H saying super freak while talking about Lars Sullivan, which made me laugh a lot. And then they just everyone started fighting. And I don't know why. This was probably the second worst part of the show. It was just everyone started fighting for no apparent reason. And then Lars came out, tried to beat people down then jeff uh hardy came out for a sneak attack and manages to get one over for lars which leads to the first match of the show which is lars versus jeff hardy and luckily we got all the bullshit out of the way in the beginning because like i, I realized during this match even if lars wasn't a fucking creep which listened to this week's episode of fight boys to hear about all of that i realized he'd still annoy me he's uncreative basic big monster bullshit which no if you're gonna be a monster if you're you gotta bring something new to the role like um everyone like the whole rich guy gimmick has been around for a very very long time but million dollar man does it different from jbl does it different from mjf does it different from everybody who's ever had that gimmick because they know they have to make it fresh and new lars is bringing nothing fresh he's bringing nothing new i wouldn't doubt if he got a comedy gimmick in six months because of this but i will i will give credit to jeff because jeff was trying so hard to make this match good he really was like uh, jeff's a lot like shotzi blackheart which is they're a little weird so that allows them to get more creative with their offense Now, with Jeff, we know it because we've grown up with Jeff, but even then, he still tries to pull out new stuff. Uh, He hits a twist of fate on Lars, which was weird. I I thought they should hold off on that if this is going to be a feud, but hits the twist of fate on Lars. He uh, no-sells it because fuck Lars Sullivan. Hits the freak accident. He wins. Fuck it. Next segment. Um... They have already, when we talked about the draft, I was excited about numerous people that I've talked shit about in the past coming over, like Seth Rollins, like Bianca Belair, who had had really terrible segments and terrible treatment on Raw. Well, the reason I was excited is because I knew they would fix it. And they did, with both of those mentioned, because they gave Bianca a promo for SmackDown. And I was like, oh, great, it's going to be another one of those Mr. Perfect bullshit kind of things. No, it was actually super badass. I loved it a lot. I thought it really put over Bianca as uh, a palpable great baby face coming in if they want to go that angle with her if they want to align her with the street profits do something like that it was so much better than anything she has done on raw um and it made me so happy then we go to the ring for the new day's farewell promo together 
And uh, I'm not going to lie, I got very, very emotional because Kingston and Woods, all three of them, honestly, were getting so sad uh, because of the breakup. But then they were reminiscing about all of their great old times. Uh, the, at one point, they brought up the Usos in the Hell in a Cell match. They brought up their title victories. They brought up Kofi winning at Kofi Mania. And it was beautiful and it was emotional. But even then, there was still so much joy behind them that I loved it. There was so much excitement like even afterwards uh x was like okay no more emotional stuff it's time for one last time and i'm like you motherfucking better quote hamilton x absolutely yes then we go backstage and Seamus, Cesaro, and Shinsuke get a quick promo on their opponents. It was villainous as all hell. It was like watching a the League of Villains. Like, we will ruin their farewell match. <laughs> the only thing that really stuck with me in this segment was I wish that Seamus, especially Cesaro, but Seamus as well, were able to talk more about the, their history because like the bar and the new day like they even said it during their match that if you gay if the new day had a nemesis it would be cesaro so i kind of wish cesaro had gotten more time in this and it wasn't a generic heel promo from him but now we get the match and at one point woods deadlifted biggie which was fucking phenomenal i I love the fact that it wasn't it wasn't points but it never really had a basic babyface start off heels take advantage babyface comes back structure um it was really fun the only i wish they kind of had done a fun like angle between shinsuke and uh shinsuke and sheamus like both of them trying to do their current tag like their tag team stuff with cesaro and it never working i thought that would have been fun uh the heels eventually take control then the new day hits a move that i'm sad i won't get to see because it's uh, a big e move but it's a uranagi into a backstabber it looks so fucking vicious and near the end of the match is when it really started to get going like all of the tag team synchronicity was working in spades it came out phenomenal they called out to a bunch of different moves from the past whether that be during their matches with the bar their matches with the artists uh, numerous really really fun stuff and then the new day end up winning which of course they have to fucking win and of course i fucking love this five out of five it would be illegal if i didn't love this and i i tried my best to take myself emotionally out of it but even without the context of this is the New Day's last match, it was still smooth as hell. They had very few missteps. It was very emotional, really fun playing on their history, really fun callbacks to the past of the New Day. And I'm excited to see where they go forward. I'm excited to see, like, I've heard it rumored that Big E may win the Rumble, which, holy shit, that would be great. So, like, I, I'm excited to see where they move forward with the New Day, because I love them having a presence on both brands. Uh, we go backstage. There's a promo from Otis where basically they're saying, hey, the fucking dumb lawsuit storyline still going. And then Sami Zayn interrupts, cuts a heel promo and then gets shoved down by Otis, basically setting up Otis versus Sami for next week, more than likely. And then. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's back, baby. Daniel Bryan comes out to the ring. And what I love about Daniel Bryan is when he's a babyface, like he plays heel great. But when he's a babyface, Daniel Bryan is able to, despite the fact that he's a veteran, still tap into like this young, excitable, childlike energy. And I, it is infectious whenever he gets in the ring. He's so excited. He was so happy to be back. He's talking about how great the Thunderdome is, even though it's garbage. And then 
fucking Rollins interrupts. And I couldn't have been happier. Rollins is back on his bullshit. The He calls himself now the savior of SmackDown, which is a ten times better name than the Monday Night Messiah. Um, and he basically invites Brian to join him. And Daniel Bryan, God bless him, just looks at him and goes, well, I do want the world to be better and I would like things to get get good, but kind of listen to your whole spiel and well your ideas are dumb it was so fucking good because he was so genuine he's like i'm sorry this is dumb what you're doing is dumb and of course rollins is getting fired up about it like no i'm not dumb i'm not dumb i'm smart and he goes you're wearing a sports coat without a shirt you're dumb and then of course rollins with a beat down saying i'm not dumb you're dumb because rollins has been on his bullshit lately and it makes me happy and initially i was like okay maybe the mysterio thing is over maybe we'll get rollins versus brian which we will like they're setting it up no matter what but we did get a continuation of the mysterio storyline which i'll be honest this is the best shit they've done in that storyline as well because mysterio interrupts uh they spook him into the ring and basically daniel brian he looks at daniel like let's fight the mysterios and brian's like fucking peace no i'm good he leaves the ring and then murphy comes out and everyone's like ah murphy's evening the odds and then murphy just beats the living fuck out of rollins and the mysterios kind of look at him like okay and murphy extends a handshake it is a very like genuine hey i'm sorry for everything i've done it was him paying penance he's like what what do i need to beat him down in hell in a cell what do i need to do but unfortunately ray and dominic say no to the handshake they leave the ring so um it's honestly the best this storyline is gone because it's showing real emotional growth and not murphy dming with an 18 year old you should save that for nxt and velveteen dream and so for me it was it was a good segment it was a really good segment i just kind of i don't know i just wanted to be over at this point but i am happy it's being written well now at least so now we get the tag team title match street profits versus ziggler and rude uh profits cut a promo beforehand which is amazing because they're always good on promos uh ziggler and rude don't get an entrance which was weird to me and the whole night by the way i haven't brought this up they keep going to the crowd saying there are legends in the thunderdome like during brian's promo uh he said brie is watching and then brie was in enough in the thunderdome during one of the other earlier matches they were like jeff jarrett's here i'm like what the fuck where and then he was in the thunderdome they are nigh unrecognizable they are impossible to see uh because i think rick flair was in was rick flair in this one and rick's just laughing rick's just laughing at the whole show it's ridiculous um and the this match was basically to submit Ziggler and Rude as an actual tag team. And I like this uh, because they no one won. It was a DQ finish because Rude and Ziggler continue a beat down inside the ring. The ref is forced to call for the bell. But I like it because it kind of like i talked about on monday this is a tag team that doesn't work for me like they don't really mesh together and this was a nice way to show them meshing showing some of their cool moves that they can get off like a i think um uh, I think it was Rude hit a back body drop into a Famouser from Ziggler. That was great. And then afterwards, uh, Rude hits the Spine Buster into a zigzag. That looked phenomenal. And then, of course, Montez with a massive crossbody takes them out. And I'll be honest, I didn't want to watch this match. 
So I, I gave it a higher rating than I think I would have if it was a normal match. So I was fine with the DQ. In my opinion, this secured Ziggler and Rude more is actually a dominant force and not two random dudes thrown together. Like, I, I still don't fully get behind them, but at least now I can see in ring they mesh really well. So now we get a recap of Bailey and Sasha's rivalry, and then Sasha and Bailey have their contract signing. And ooh, Sasha looked good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I don't try to get horny on Maine or anything, but ooh, Sasha looked good. Uh, Adam Pierce is overseeing it, which always adds a few extra points in my book. Bailey comes out in a snakeskin jacket because, hey, if, if anything, these two fits are on point. And here's the thing Bailey kind of was being just a generic heel. But she's very good at that. Bailey is very good at being the obnoxious, over-the-top heel. Problem is, Sasha's not good at being a generic underdog babyface. And then she shut me up. Like, literally, I wrote that note, and then she grabs the mic, because Bailey said something like, you're just mad because I turned before you could. And Bailey, or Sasha cut a genuinely emotional promo saying, I... When you got left in NXT, I was the first person to call you up. We worked our asses off to build a women's tag team division, and we won those belts. Everything I have done has been either with you or for you. And it was so emotional, and it was so passionate, and I thank Sasha Banks eternally for shutting me up with this promo. Um, and at the end, like she, she finally did have to get a little bit of I'm the boss in there, so she does say, I don't worry about Hell in a Cell because I know my name is bigger than your title, which is just a fucking mic drop moment. So then Bailey stands up and says, I don't have to fucking sign the contract and leaves, which is kind of just like the best heel shit ever is just saying like, okay, if you're gonna say this shit, I'm out. You're not getting your match. Um, In my opinion, I really want this to go on until Banks has to lock Bailey in the bank statement, grab her hand and force her to sign it. That would be fucking amazing. But yeah, this was a really good segment. This was worth all of the bad promos of the past cuz like this rivalry has been medium and this really heated this heated it up, which made me happy. So now on to our main event. Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. And this is a weird fucking choice, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I mean, I understand it's the season premiere, you want your champion to uh, to have his title on the line. Just, why Strowman was my main question. Like, why, why Strowman? I did like a uh, little thing they did during their match introductions. They actually announced all of their accolades in WWE, which kind of put Strowman over in my head, because it's easy to forget I like the sh- all the stuff Strowman has done, and so it was nice to go back and be like, oh yeah, he was Intercontinental Champion, he was Universal Champion, he has done all of this shit, and it puts him over going into the match. It makes him seem like he belongs there. Um, Roman starts off the match really hot, big Superman punch into a drive-by, and Roman basically dominated the first half of this match. And I loved it because Roman would just pin Strowman, and then Strowman would kick out, and Roman would look at him like, the fuck's wrong with you? It wasn't a, oh no, oh no, what will I do? It's just Roman being confused, like, no, 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 this is the part where you lose. What are you doing? 
Uh, so then they go to commercial, and big surprise, Strowman takes con- control during the commercial break, because fuck it. Uh, then they show Goldberg in the Thunderdome, and he's just kind of, I think he was cheering on Braun, surprisingly. I, this was the part of the match where I was just like, fucking Daniel was brought back, you could have had him fight Daniel. And I'll, I'll be honest, the best part of this match, and my favorite new thing Roman has come up with, is the kick-out low blow, which I think he did during the Uso match as well. But that kick-out low blow is fucking great. And then uh, Strowman kicks out of the spear, which I think is the first, he's the first person since Roman's heel turn who's kicked out of it, which kind of upset me. But then it did something badass, which is Roman like, it looked like Strowman was about to, like, pop him up into a power slam. Roman just locked on a fucking guillotine choke, which is one of my favorite submissions of all time. And he just brought Strowman down to the mat. And now, I do not want this to replace the spear. I do not want him just to have a new submission finisher. I want it to be uh, akin to Moxley's bulldog choke. Just like a, okay, I've been through everything. I want it to be over. Choke. It's done. And it was very good. It made me super super excited like literally just that one maneuver took this from a three out of five match to a four out of five match it upped an entire point and so afterwards jay uso comes down to the ring and you see roman and roman's looking at him like what the fuck are you doing why are you here because i my favorite thing about this uh, rivalry is roman's genuineness it is how genuine roman is when he's looking at his his cousin and just saying i'm doing this for us like, um, I, there was one really good quote that he, yeah, he goes, this is how we eat as he points down at Strowman because, uh, after when Jay came out, Roman was like, motherfucker. And then just speared Strowman again, which was great. And then he points down and he goes, this is how we eat. This is how we take care of generations of our family. It is him. Uh, that's the beauty of Roman Reigns is he is not a heel in his mind. He is the baby face. He is the head of the table. He is the tribal chief and he is doing what he can to protect his family. And that is so fucking more intriguing than any generic heel shit. Unless that heel is MJF. Now, um, this was the part where I had to apologize and say, okay, I understand why Strowman now. Because after that match, Strowman had a few good strong spots, but Roman absolutely decimated him. And Roman points to Strowman and goes, if I can do this to him, imagine what I can do to you at Hell in a Cell. In other words, you want a big, big, scary motherfucker a la Braun Strowman to be there, so that way Jay has that doubt playing in his mind, that doubt of, oh no, yeah, Roman can beat anybody but finally he gets into the ring and faces off and like at one point fucking roman got a chair and beat down stroman again just to show off how dominant he is and he throws it at jay and he goes go on do it and he offers up stroman as a sacrifice to jay which in my mind almost (laughs) this is gonna sound weird but it almost seems like if you've ever played god of war like the moment you have to teach atreus how to kill an animal that's kind of what it felt like. It did kind of feel like Roman being like, if you want to be the big dog at the head of the table, you got to put people down. Go do it. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, but then Roman says, okay, if you won't do that, fine. And then turns around and is like gives him his back. And Jace picks up the chair and he goes, no, throws it on the ground. And at first, Jay was just like, I'm not going to do this, man. I'm not going to do this your way. I'm going to do it my way. 
And then he just fucking snapped and beat the shit out of Roman. And I'll be honest, this is the best pull apart, if you want to call it that brawl that's been in a while. Because it was very sparing. It was a, a big super kick from Jay, a few shots. Finally, some people pulled them apart. And then Roman hit the Superman punch and it was over. That was what was so good about it. Like, pull-aparts that just go on forever are obnoxious, but a pull-apart where both of them really want to get at each other and then one gets a cheap shot and it knocks the other one out, that's very good. And then afterwards, Roman looks at him and just goes, this was your last chance, and you made me turn my back on you. And yeah, that is the gist of this storyline in Roman Reigns' head, which is, this is my family. I don't want to hurt my family. But you're making me. You're making me do this. And yeah, it fucking rules. Roman Reign rules. This episode of SmackDown rules. I gave it a four and a half star out of five, if I could call it that. It was very good. I loved it a lot. Um, also, I watched it with no commercials and at like a little bit faster speed because I got in late. But hey, that just added to it. Turns out watching wrestling for an hour is better than two or three. But yeah, it was a really good show. I loved it. Did you? Let me know on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can check out all the other podcasts I do, including the Audioverse Award-nominated Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic. You can find all of that at a load of PureBS.com. And make sure to donate to our Patreon so you can watch wrestling with us on our official Discord. But the only way to get it is at Patreon.com slash a load of BS. And as always, remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. 